Coming up, LeBron dominates his old team. The Nets hold off the Jazz thanks to KD. And the Mavs are able to top the Timberwolves at the buzzer. This is Locked On Now, NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts on the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. We got a whole slate of NBA games from last night, and all of our Locked On NBA hosts are here to recap them. But we're going to start out with the shorthanded Nets facing off against the Utah Jazz in our biggest game. The biggest game. No Kyrie, no Ben Simmons, but Brooklyn still has Kevin Durant. And KD had just about enough in the tank to drop 37 and completely dominate Utah and cut off any chance they had at coming back in this one. Locked on Nets breaks down everything from Brooklyn. Every game at this point is critical for the Brooklyn Nets and a 114-106 victory at home over the Utah Jazz is just what was asked for. Two and one over the last three home games without Kyrie Irving. It was interesting because Utah chose not to do what so many teams have done in the absence of Kyrie. Blitz, double team, forced the hand of Kevin Durant to pass to anyone other than Kevin Durant. Instead, it was a casual 37 points there and another sample size as Seth Curry went down with hopefully a minor knee injury of how Bruce Brown continues to step up on both the defensive and offensive end of the floor, showing fluidity, getting to the rim, showing confidence. And then one Nicholas Claxton, who in spite of playing up against larger competition tonight, Rudy Gobert, Hassan Whiteside still has showcased confidence, poise, and attention to detail on the defensive and offensive end, chipping in rebounds, assists, and avoiding foul trouble that has gotten oppositions to the line with ease and taken him off the court. If the Brooklyn Nets are to push forward here towards the playoffs and try to climb out of that eighth seed, it's going to be about the superstars at the front end, like Kevin Durant, and supporting role players like Bruce Brown and Nicholas Claxton, who helped bring the win home tonight. Utah made a run in the fourth, but it was really too little too late for them as they saw their three-game win streak come to a close. Locked on Jazz has more for you from the Barclays Center. Kevin Durant was simply too good for the Utah Jazz tonight as the Nets beat the Jazz 114-106. to David Locke of Locked on Jazz. These are two teams that have two of the hottest offenses in the NBA matching up. The Nets have been brilliant since Durant returned. The Jazz have the number one offense in the NBA been turning. And early on, it was two offenses going, but eventually Durant just became unstoppable and the Jazz offense blinked. But that blink was all it took for Durant, who tonight had 37 points, nine rebounds and eight assists. But maybe more than anything else, Durant created Bruce Brown and Nick Claxton. Royce O'Neal was guarding Durant. This was the first time in his career he had ever guarded Durant as Durant had not played against the Jazz in multiple years. And the last time anyone guarded him was Joe Ingles and Jay Crowder. So O'Neal, learning on the fly, has always gotten better as he guards guys more and more. And this was his first experience with Durant and KD, simply too good. Jazz fall 114-106. For more, go to Locked On Jazz and the Locked On Podcast Network. The Celtics are hot right now, but they're taking every single win they can get as they're fighting for positioning in the upcoming playoffs. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they're on the other end of the spectrum. They were able to keep it close, though, and Locked On Celtics has the reasons why OKC was able to do so. 
Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast after the Boston Celtics 132-123 win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. A lot tighter than it should have been, for sure. The Celtics gave up 72 points in the second half. They had leads as high as 24, but the Thunder kept on rolling through that fourth quarter. They had huge performances by Trey Mann, a huge performance by Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and the Celtics at the end of a four-game road trip, once that lead got up to about 24, they basically backed off and said, ah, our night is done here, and the Thunder just never quit. The Thunder don't stop playing basketball, which is a credit to them, and they just kept making baskets, and the Celtics kept letting them make baskets. And on the other end, they got a little ISO heavy. They still put put up 132 points, they got another 36 from Jason Tatum and 25 from Jalen Brown. Still on very efficient shooting. For the third game in a row, Tatum scores over 30 with taking less than 20 shots, which is kind of amazing. The Celtics got a huge performance by Peyton Pritchard off the bench. 18 points, half of his three-pointers. That's uh, They did enough. They did just enough. And for the Celtics, they sweep the road trip. They come out of this. Four and oh, and a trip that I thought maybe if they went two and two, we'd be happy with it. And now the Celtics are tied for the second seed in the East Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, all two and a half games back. Although the Celtics, by virtue of having played a couple more games, are just percentage points behind those other two teams. But two and a half games back, the Celtics are tied for second, considering everything they've been through this season. That is amazing. Amazing. But we'll see how Emi Adoka feels about this and giving up that huge lead. I'll talk about it all on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. So make sure you are subscribed and watch the show on YouTube. The Thunder may have lost, but they got a big night out of their rookie along the way. He broke some records and Locked On Thunder's feeling good about OKC's spot in this rebuild. The Oklahoma City Thunder fall to the Boston Celtics, get a game closer to the worst record in the NBA for the top overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft. But the big storyline tonight is Trey Mann. The rookie for the Thunder goes for 35 points, shoots 61% from the floor, has a historic night that's never been done before by any NBA rookie, much less a Thunder rookie. So hear about Trey Mann's historic night and more on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast on LockdownPodcast.org. It's your teams every day. The Mavericks hold on in the final seconds of their game last night and get the two-point win over the Timberwolves. Now Locked On Mavs and Locked On Wolves can detail how Dallas was able to hold on in the fourth. After an actual rain delay in the American Airlines Center, the Dallas Mavericks get the win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Nick Engstead from the Locked On Mavericks podcast here. And Luka Doncic didn't have his best game, only scored 15 points and did have 10 assists. But the Mavericks still found a way to win. It's another way the Mavericks have found a way to win. They win in the second quarter by just coming out and hitting a bunch of threes. They uh, they decided to heighten up their defense, and they slowed the pace of the game down. Early in this game, it felt like the Minnesota Timberwolves were pushing their own pace. Minnesota, one of the fastest teams in the NBA. Dallas, one of the slowest, actually the slowest team in the NBA. The Mavericks slowed the pace down. They got to their own pace and late. It was Luka Doncic, Patrick Beverly, the antics that were coming back from the Clippers series that we've seen in the playoffs over the last couple of years, and uh, it did not disappoint. Lots of great stuff to break down. Dwight Powell had an absolutely incredible game at times, outplaying Carl Anthony Towns, legitimately, not even just 
he's finishing over him or he's just getting open dunks. He actually outplayed Towns at times in this game, and he's playing incredible. Dwight Powell in March is a different beast. We'll talk about him, Luka, and more on tonight's Lockdown Mavs. Coming up, LeBron James dominant on every level against his former team. This is Locked On Now NBA. Tonight's edition of Locked On Now is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out there. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, even low in sugar, but they're high in protein and they taste delicious because they're made with 100% real chocolate. You can also check out the new Built Bar Puff. That's made with protein-infused marshmallow. Now, they come in tons of other flavors as well. If you want to check those out, just head over to Built.com. You can use our promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Just make sure you put in our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Locked On Now NBA. I'm Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. As for our best performance from Monday night, that would be no one else but LeBron James. The best performance. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. LeBron returned to Cleveland last night, lit it up in front of the hometown faithful. Now Locked On Lakers goes over that stuffed stat sheet for LeBron James in an L.A. win. This is Brian Kamenetsky, host of Locked On Lakers. This has not been a season with much joy for L.A., but on Monday, the Lakers got plenty of it. 131 to 120, the final score. LeBron James puts on a huge show for the fans in Cleveland. 38 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists, a poster dunk on Kevin Love, and some dagger turnaround jumpers. Uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, but it wasn't just LeBron. Austin Reeves played with joy. Uh, DJ Augustine hit all seven of his three-pointers. Uh, even Russell Westbrook, who's had a, just a, a terribly depressing season, he shows up at the arena wearing a, sweat, a sweater with a design uh, drawn by his four-year-old son. He was in a great mood after the game. 20 points, 11 assists for him. Don't look now. Don't get too excited, but the Lakers have started to string together at least a few decent quarters Enough to give the Lakers uh, and their fans some hope over the last couple weeks of the season. Much more on this one to come on tonight's Locked on Lakers. Make sure you check it out. Both the Cavs and Lakers are fighting for playoff positioning right now, and the Cavs certainly feeling it after that loss to L.A. Locked on Cavs breaks down what this means for Cleveland's playoff push and what lies ahead for them. Hey, Chris Manning, Evan Damrell here at the Cavs game after they just lost to Los Angeles Lakers on Monday night in Cleveland. Evan, LeBron James came back, had 38, 12, and 10 in a triple-double. The Cavs lose, now tied with Toronto in the Eastern Conference playoff standings. Uh, kind of a, a brutal night for the Cavs, really. Kind of brutal, and I think it really drives home the fact that the Cavs have regressed dramatically defensively since the All-Star break. Um, LeBron is torching from three. Russell Westbrook, of all people, is hitting a couple three-pointers out there tonight. Yeah, suboptimal evening for Cleveland overall. I think they just need to get healthy and maybe do a little soul-searching after this one. They really miss Jared Allen. The Lakers did have perhaps their best shooting night of the season, which sort of complicates this as well. But LeBron is certainly up for it. Hunted down Larry Marketing in this game for big stretches of it. And it sets up Thursday in Toronto. I have a joke I can't repeat about how he hunted Larry Marketing, folks. That's how bad it was. Cavs in Toronto Thursday, perhaps the biggest game of the season. For more, check out Lockdown Cavs wherever you can podcast and lead up to that game on this game and that game after it happens. We also just saw Miles Garrett attempt to dunk uh, in jeans. jeans so, like, pretty cool. That was probably the best highlight of the night, maybe. Anyway, Later. bye.
The Charlotte Hornets have won their fifth game in a row, most recently over the Pelicans on Monday night. Locked on Hornets is going to tell you what's changed for Charlotte recently and led to this great run. The Charlotte Hornets get their one, two, three, four, fifth win in a row. I'm Doug Branson from the Locked On Hornets podcast. It was a close one down the stretch. Uh, the Hornets trailed for most of this game against the New Orleans Pelicans, but they get a win thanks to, thanks to some clutch defense and clutch shooting by LaMelo Ball. So how are they doing it? How are the Charlotte Hornets now winners of five games in a row? Well, it starts at the defensive end. They're playing a lot better there, something they haven't re- really been doing all season, even though they're still missing Gordon Hayward who's been out for a while with an ankle injury. Uh, They're getting big contributions from Montrez Harrell and Isaiah Thomas, two midseason pickups. And finally, players are just playing better. Miles Bridges is hitting three-point shots. LaMelo Ball is staying out of foul trouble and knocking down clutch uh, layups like he did in this game against New Orleans to put him up three. And even Mason Plumlee, uh, who has struggled from the free throw line inexplicably all season, is now putting them up left-handed and putting them in. So those improvements uh, have been big for the Charlotte Hornets as they look to improve uh, their playoff positioning. For more on the Charlotte Hornets, make sure you check out Locked on Hornets with myself and Walker Mail. The Pistons just barely lost to the Trailblazers last night, which isn't all bad for a team that's clearly rebuilding right now. Locked on Pistons explains how every loss brings a little bit of a silver lining in helping Detroit's draft potential. This could be a good night or a bad night, deciding how you want to look at it. The Detroit Pistons lose 119 to 115 to the Portland Trail Blazers. If you want to look at it from a bright spot, the Pistons lose another game and kind of helps their lottery odds, which probably is the bigger focus amongst people, bigger picture at this point in the season. Uh, if you want to look at it as a bad way, they lost to a Portland team that basically had their entire roster out and had a bunch of guys who probably won't be in the NBA next season. Playing this game, playing heavy minutes. A dude named Brandon Williams, he really did show me something, though, tonight. He played really well for the Trailblazers. He had 23 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. Um, but, yeah, the Pistons didn't show much effort for the majority of this game until, like, the second half. Uh, and by then, they were down so much. They ended up taking the lead at some point, but Portland was able to grab this lead back and take over. Uh, not a good showing from the Pistons tonight. Kay Cunningham struggled m- majorly. With turnovers, they were missing a few guys, but definitely effort-wise, it's not what you want to see from a team. It's unacceptable. Uh, but they did get a loss, and that does help the lottery odds. So. Toronto gassed out on Monday as the Bulls took advantage of a lopsided win. A very tired Toronto team. Locked on Raptors recaps the tough one on the road. Not enough gas. Sean Woodley here from Locked on Raptors to break down a blowout loss at the hands of the Chicago Bulls for the Toronto Raptors on Monday night, less than 24 hours after they played a game in Philadelphia last night, which they won, tipped off at 8.30 Eastern time. This one tips off at 8 Eastern time because of some scheduling weirdness, thanks to the Philadelphia Flyers and their afternoon hockey game on Saturday for that. Either way, the Raptors just did not have the juice in this one to stick with the Bulls beyond the first half. They had a really strong first half, punched back whenever the Bulls tried to pull away, but just didn't have the offensive juice or really the legs on defense to stick with the Bulls over the course of the final 24. And you can hardly blame them. Over the last 15 days, the Raptors have traveled to Cleveland, then San Antonio, then to Denver and Phoenix for a back-to-back, then to L.A. for a couple days, back to Toronto for one game, and then to Philadelphia and Chicago. All told in that nine-game nine game stretch, they go 6-3. and three. You can't be upset about that. And they go home now for eight of their final 10 games 
in Toronto at Scotiabank Arena with fans in the building. It should be a big help. They also have two games to rest up for a massive game against the Cleveland Cavaliers on Thursday. Right now, the Raptors trail them by a game and a half in the standings for that sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. Losing to the Bulls hurts. They were only two games back of the Bulls coming into this one as well. But the Cavs there on Thursday in Toronto, that is going to be a huge game for the playoff implications in the very jumbled Eastern Conference. I'll have more from this game broken down on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Raptors. Be sure to tune in. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Now NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Make sure you check out Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On Podcast. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.